RJ, as we kick off this Emerald City Hockey post-game live, as the Kraken have just, you know, set a new franchise record with nine wins in a row, there are just so many things to talk about, such as, you know, look, you win this one, RJ, but it was it was ugly, right? Like, yeah. this, was, this was an ugly game. No ways around that. But you still pick up the win. Uh, the fact that they completed the, the Flat Stick Pub Challenge, RJ, they made it through all nine holes. They got nine wins. They did it. Uh, our lovely sponsor, Flat Stick Sports. Um, but I think despite like everything that happened, you know, there's there's obviously the injuries. We got to be concerned about those guys. I'm also concerned for somebody out in our audience because RJ, I'm worried about Gregory because all these wins gonna bankrupt him with all this lemon lime Gatorade, baby. <laughs> I know. I mean, hey, get, get some uh, Gatorade stock, right? Or whoever the parent company is. I mean, I think there's enough lemon lime Gatorade going around with this win streak. I mean, their sales must be way up. Uh, it's got to be. It's got to be. But you know what? It still tastes good. Each and every time it tastes so, so good. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. Like I said earlier, cracking nine wins in a row, RJ. Like they're just unstoppable. This was by far and away their worst game. I would say this whole nine game stretch and they still won and put up seven. Yeah. And you know what? They're finding ways to win. And in a season where they certainly found a lot of ways to lose early on, you'll take that. It's refreshing. I, I think it could be a very good wake-up call for them, certainly going forward. Uh, but that's great when you can get two points in a wake-up call type of game. Definitely, definitely. So real quick before I get over to the Super Chats and the chat, uh, got to mention Flatstick Pub one more time, the wonderful sponsor we have for these. Uh, again, everybody, at the South Lake Union location, uh, which is kind of like their our flagship for our sponsorship here, uh, they have the dollar off beer for all these wins. I mean, it's it's all games. You get the dollar off beer, but through all this win streak, and especially now that they're over on the East Coast, you know, get off work and head over there, watch the end of the game, six forty three, and enjoy some enjoy some beer. Uh, just saying, just saying, some good some good stuff they got there. All right. Over to the Super Chats here, and Sergeant Pickles kicking us off with two Super Chats back-to-back -back here from Sergeant Pickles. By the way, loving the UW uh, new avatar there over here on YouTube for you, Sergeant Pickles. First up, Duds. Maddie and Berkey. Decords, two-goal or less streak. Mental mistake, 5v3. Studs. Dundertaker with the tombstone. Yanni Canner, 300 club. Touchdown Kraken and franchise record streaking through the quad. And then the second super chat. And best of all, two new tiny members of the Pickles clan have signed lifetime contracts with the Kraken. Congratulations to you and your wife on the two new additions. I know you've been super pumped about that for a long time. Wonderful to hear. Congrats, Sergeant Pickles. That is awesome. And, and great timing with the Kraken doing as well as they are. So, so happy for you. Definitely, definitely. Now, to get through the other stuff, RJ, I mean, the first thing up, right? Duds, Maddie and Berkey lose both of them in this game, that's tough. It is. I mean, that has to be the biggest concern going forward after this game. Um, you know, with Maddie, I think we all know what happened. We all saw the hit there. Um, and hopefully it's the kind of thing that's precautionary. You know, there there is potentially concussion protocol he may have had to go through. And at a certain point, too, I mean, if he was even cleared with maybe eight minutes to go in the game, are you really going to send him back out there with the score being what it is? So hopefully it's that kind of case, you know, praying for the best on that. And then Andre Burakovsky. I mean, that one is the most puzzling but also i guess predictable at this point dylan did you see anything there i watched the three shifts the last shifts that he took there was nothing obvious to me yeah i saw nothing too so i have no idea what that could be but i mean he was ruled out it seemed like pretty quick after it happened 
Yeah, he was. I mean, that's that's bad news. Any way you slice it. I mean, hopefully it's not too serious, but the guy just can't catch a break. Yeah, definitely. And then, hey, Joey Decord in this one. Look, he still made some big time saves, especially in that third period. RJ, he still had a really good game. I think certainly those first two goals, you can't really pin on him. But, uh, you know, look, it was the worst game he's had this whole stretch, too. Like, there's no way around that at the same time. But you know what? Kraken still got the win. Yeah, and you know what? He made clutch saves when he needed to. This is one of those where sometimes the timely saves are the most important. And also you could feel the trajectory. He got better as the game went on, which was really important. Given that the Kraken were able to score some goals for him and help him out, um, you know, this time they kind of bailed him out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, Next super chat up here from Light, kind of touching on something also from that Sergeant Pickles one. Uh, Canner getting point three hundred and three hundred one tonight. He's been in the league since uh, 2015-16 and has scored 146 points as a crack. And this is his home, not even close. I mean, Yanni Gord getting a point three hundred. RJ, Jared McCann blowing past it in this one uh, there as much as you can anyway. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is Jared McCann's home. Look, he in the middle of that very rough first season committed to this being his home. Yeah, he did. I mean, he was the first Kraken player to really do that. And this is the place where he's kind of found himself and his game. And he's one of a few players you could say that with for the Kraken. And I I love that it's a destination for players to kind of find their best selves and and figure out who they are as a hockey player. I know I saw Vince Dunn mentioned a little bit later in another Super Chat. He's another guy just like that. But great milestone for McCann tonight. Also getting off to Schneid, too. He hadn't scored in nine games and then scores tonight, gets a couple. And you know that feels like the floodgates opening for him yes uh, were you at all concerned when you saw him score that the win streak was then at jeopardy because there was a part of me that was like oh no i don't know that these two things can exist together uh, you know no i i wasn't because jared mccann scoring goals is never a bad thing and i i think you know he was just <laughs> i don't coincides with the win streak but that was a huge goal too like if yes, he doesn't score that then maybe it's a very different game Oh, definitely. No, definitely. Definitely. No, I I was on board with it. It was just there was a small part of me that was just no, I got oh, especially with how bad the Kraken were playing to start this one. I mean, this was they've they've started rough all the games of this road trip, RJ. But this one, I mean, it was a brutal 10 minutes. Yeah, it it was the worst, I think, of their starts during the win streak. And and certainly over the first just couple minutes, they looked like another league from Columbus, like the Blue Jackets look so much faster. Definitely, definitely. Uh, and that rolls right into the next super chat here from Chip. That was a sloppy game, but it was one of the most entertaining for me. Done sticking up for Maddie had me so proud. Canner is no longer snake bit and a franchise record of nine wins. A wins, a win. And that is true, RJ, right? It is two points in the standings. That's all that matters at the end of the day. They don't care how you got it, just that you got it. And Chip's absolutely right. It was entertaining. It may have actually been the most entertaining, maybe aside from the Winter Classic, of those. I mean, if you just look at the on ice, probably the most entertaining. So much going on. Dylan, these previous eight games, I texted you, did not prepare me for all the stuff that was going on. I was struggling to keep up on Twitter, clipping all the videos, just having things to say about everything. So much going on in this one. Yeah, I mean, look, 11 total goals, you get multiple penalties and the situations around that, the injuries, which are, of course, unfortunate. I mean, there was a lot going on in this one, that is for sure. You did a great job over on the Twitter, though, RJ, Thank you, as Tom. you always do. Um, Leanne with the super chat here. Very special number there, Leanne. I can see what you're doing there. Uh, my boy got his groove back. That he did. Jared McCann. I mean, look, he's he's back on the board. RJ picks up two. And it's one of those things where, look, the Kraken were rolling 
despite him, you know, being in that scoreless drought. Now, if he's going to be back on board, he's going to be able to pick up goals like this. He's going to, you know, kind of get back to his regular scoring pace of say every third game or so. I mean, it's just going to help them continue this role that they're on. Right. Like as bad as this game was, I still don't see a reason why they can't just keep rolling. Yeah, I don't either. And I mean, I know the injuries are a concern, but that's why you have the kind of forward depth you do. And McCann in particular, a guy who was unfortunately on the fourth line, just given how much depth the Kraken had at forward. Certainly if Burakovsky misses time, if, if Matty Beniers misses time, you know, McCann can go right back up and fill those minutes and, and can certainly be a top six player. I mean, he's their leading goal scorer. So I, I think, you know, he should have no problem with that. Yeah, I mean, Kraken, they score seven from six different goal scorers, which is, of course, always impressive. The defensemen getting involved, too. Brian Dumoulin scoring a goal. And that one was just like, oh, okay, I guess we're at that level of this game. Dumoulin. That was pretty, here. too. I, that's how you know everything's going right when Brian Dumoulin. I think it was his first goal in 30 games. But it seems like every goal he scores, there's some element of, you know, skill with it, whether it was the last game where he scored. I think he had two goals in that one. But yeah. some nice toe drags. You know he's capable of it. Oh, definitely. Definitely. He's he, he's able to get it going when he needs to. And it's it's a lot of fun to watch when it happens. Um, thank you, everybody, so much for the Super Chats. We really, really, really appreciate that. Uh, heading over into the comment section here now, RJ. I mean, Zoe kicked us off with the Maddie and Berkey again. We'll have updates for everybody, you know, on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff when we have updates. But especially with them being on the road, I don't even know that we'll necessarily get them early tomorrow. Like, yeah, I wouldn't day and everything. I wouldn't expect that. I would think probably in the morning of uh, Monday morning, maybe right before yeah. the game. The game, <laughs> the game that was for in case you don't know, everybody, the game has moved to 10 o'clock in the morning Pacific time uh, because I guess they're they're trying to avoid the Steelers playoff game in Pittsburgh. There's so I think yep. what they're Th that's doing. what it is. But yeah, yeah early afternoon post game next game. Yes. should be interesting. It's going to be very interesting right around lunchtime. So we're going to have to plan on that, RJ. <laughs> Just know. Yep. And really happy out. for all of you uh, on across the pond on the other side whether it's yes. europe or the uk finally a game in your evening time yeah lots of comments we got about that really really happy for all of them um but it's one of those things i guess the the first indicator that we'll have about maddie and or berkey rj will just be if we see them make a move tomorrow yeah, that's true. I guess they would want to get somebody called up potentially. I know you do have uh, Shore and Yamamoto as extras, but you if they're both out, you'd probably want somebody else. Yeah, that would be the first indication of anything. Um, certainly same with the dance emojis, because we are back for another dance party. I'm not getting tired of it, too, either, RJ, right? Like, I'll just keep dancing as long as this team keeps winning. Unlike um, me, you've got moves for days, Dylan. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, off ice, we'll say that. I think <laughs> yeah. it's the role reversal when we're on ice. Um, Nicole, wow, we look so bad at times, nine in a row, though, baby, that we did Schultz a win through adversity. I think that's a really good way of, of putting it. And then, Greg, I literally don't know what to say at this point justin fuego enjoy this everyone that's, that's where we're at i mean just enjoy it everybody yeah definitely on a win streak like this you, you got to enjoy the games even if you know they're the uglier type of wins certainly if they're like an entertaining win like this you got an ugly you know 2-1 win maybe it's a little harder to enjoy but this one just enjoy the chaos just enjoy everything except the injuries Yep. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And then here we go from Gregory. It's level. I'm Gatorade time, baby. Nine wins in a row. Pastor Canner and Bjorki with 300 career points each getting the 10th win in Pittsburgh being from DC as a Caps fan would be chef's kiss. Oh my gosh. That would be a lot to Gregory. I'm sure. Wouldn't that be nice, Dylan? Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
I'm fine with it. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. <laughs> I've got no allegiances still to to the Penguins, right? Like I'm not I'm not covering that team. I'm not in that locker room when I'm around games, right? I'm not working with that fan base, getting lemon lime Gatorade from that fan base, right? Like my allegiances <laughs> are definitely with the Kraken. Fair <laughs> enough. Just think about Crosby's face, Dylan. That's a, that what he's been sad a bunch in his career he could be sad for one game on a monday morning i think he'll live <laughs> i think he'll live um let's see yeah maddie hoping that hopefully maddie is just in concussion protocol uh just so much so much excitement over the nine game uh win streak here Lindsay wasn't the prettiest start but they found a way to get it done franchise best nine w's in a row baby woo and uh of course happy uh birthday to Lindsay. birthday was yesterday so everybody in chat can Give Lindsay another shout out there. Um, B, anyone else not able to watch the game tonight because of weather-related power and internet outages? Crying emoji, but their streak continues. B, oh no, I hope you're okay uh, dealing with all that stuff. That can definitely be rough, especially in the in the more inclement weather. Yeah, there's some nasty weather in the Pacific Northwest going on right now. I mean, I think it's like 15 degrees outside. Right, my apartment right now. You got there. You've got the Northeast. You've got a football game being played right now in, in what feels like negative 22, RJ. No snow, by the way. It's just that cold. Crazy. Yeah, that's just a little bit more extreme version of what's going on right here. Yeah. Um, yeah no, everybody just stay safe if you have to leave the house. All that kind of stuff, of course. I uh, want to get that out there as the chat just totally jumped on me here. Circling Seattle Sports. Hey. Oh, hey, guys. Hey. I guess uh, <laughs> you're doing all right. Yep. Yep. Um, they're looking really resilient. Love their turnaround. Uh, all taking turns carrying the load too from Scott. And that is a big thing, RJ. Like I said earlier, you got six, uh, six different goal scorers tonight, different group than what we've been seeing, right? Jordan Everly just scored his fifth goal of the season. Only his fifth RJ this season. Jared McCann gets back on the board. Ty Cartier has been heating up. I mean, really, when you look at this, like, yes, you get the empty netter from Tolvanen. Bjorkstrand gets on the board. But a lot of this is just, you know, it's it's one of those every night a group of people are stepping up. It's not even just one person stepping up. It's a group of people. And I think one of the more reassuring signs, too, is that even after Burakovsky was injured and, and Beneers, too, you had the line blender in full effect and it didn't stop their ability to generate offense and to finish. That's how you know the team is really going when you can even mix up the lines. Sometimes when you have to mix up the lines and they're still producing. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, Nicole, this is kind of like that Blackhawks game we let get a little out of hand during last season's streak. Yeah, I think every streak, RJ, you're going to run into one of those where the game, it just starts going in a direction. You know what I mean? Like there's things happening, things are things are going on, and that's just where it ends up. Yeah, and you just have to kind of get out of there unscathed, it feels like, just where you can have a day to regroup before you get back into a better rhythm. It's kind of like in, in within a period, you know, if it's going really poorly, you just got to get to intermission. I think it was that, but in the game sense, and there's no reason they can't just, you know, get back to where they were. Definitely. Via Ren, Riker next game, pretty pleased. Joey maybe looking ready for a rest too. So, I mean, there's two things here. One, I, I don't think they're going to put in Riker until there's either an injury or they lose a game, right? Like they're not going to change anything there. In my opinion. I think, okay. I think you're right, but you know what? I would put him in. I, I saw okay. enough negatives from Justin Schultz tonight that I would put Riker in, in favor of, instead of Justin Schultz next game. If I was Haxtell, that's what I would do. Yeah. Well, and certainly if you feel like if, if say you are down a couple forwards, maybe you want to help, you know, more offense going there maybe. Um, and then from a goaltending standpoint, RJ, this was a question that I wanted to ask you because 
what are you doing? You've got this back-to-back coming up on Monday and Tuesday, right? You've got Joey. Obviously, you're not going to have him play both of those. In your opinion, what would be better to rest him for that first game, give him an extra day of rest before then the Tuesday game, and then you play again on Thursday and it gets more back into a regular schedule for him from that point on? Or do you want to get him back out there as soon as possible on Monday and then give him a couple days off before you head to Edmonton on Thursday? I would I would have Drieger play the next game against Pittsburgh and then just have Joey kind of try and get back into that rhythm, get one more game against New York on the second half of the back-to-back before the biggest game of this road trip, I think, which is the 18th against Edmonton. I want him just a little bit uh, you know, more in practice for that one. And especially given how this one went, an extra day off probably isn't the worst thing in the world for him. Yeah, I would do that given how this all went down tonight. I think that would be uh, the way that I would do it, especially because it's a morning start, right? Like when when other time in this season are you going to be starting a game at 10 in the morning if you're the Kraken, RJ? You're not, right? Like that yeah. doesn't happen. So <laughs> I think just given that it's already kind of weird and it's going to be putting everybody a little off to begin with, I think you should probably go ahead and make that the Drieger start uh, and just roll with that. Yeah. Uh, Stratic, Although I- one more time, actually, April 14th at St. Louis will be a 10 a.m. start time, weirdly enough. Of course, of course, the NHL's got just do have this to, to correct me. you. They've just got to do this to me. What he put all 16 teams playing on the first day of NFL playoffs because it's the way the NHL rolls, RJ, and then start half the games at the same time. Uh, what an uh, idea! I know. Next red glare, man. I'm <laughs> going off. Uh, Stratic, I thought tonight was Gordiao hat trick night for sure. I'm with you, Stratic. This was the first time that I legit thought we were going to get something like that just because of the the weird energy that this game started off with. The back and forth goals are just bouncing in and trickling in all over the place. It's It just looks sloppy. You could tell that there was some stuff going on. Like the early bit, RJ, when Gordy Howe, uh, Gordy Howe, when Yanni Gord has to pull his helmet out of his jersey, you just knew like tonight was going to be a weird one. I've never seen that before, Dylan. Never. Have you? Can you remember never. anything like that? No. I was looking at him coming off of the scrum, and he's just like, he's got something there, and he pulls it out. It's a helmet. A helmet. I, I've never seen anything like that. And the thing is, the replay, too, he was so deep in that scrum. There were so many blue jackets all over him. You yes. couldn't see how it happened. I was looking to no. try and find how it happened. You can't tell. Because he comes out of like the there's the initial time where like all three of them cartoonishly just swallow him up. Right. And then the next thing, you know, the linesman is pulling him out and he's pulled out without a helmet. And I'm like, okay, well, that's fairly normal in a situation like that. And then the next thing, you know, he's skating away and he's pulling his helmet up out of his jersey. It's just it made no sense. Nothing about that made sense. I, I love it, though. I love it. He's so smiling good. and laughing at it too. He knew it was great. Yes, definitely. Habak, gonna tell my future kids about cracking hockey. I mean, this is cracking hockey, baby. <laughs> Pulling helmets up out of your jersey it doesn't get much more peak than that. Oh man. Oh man. Some some good stuff here. Clayton letting us know Pepsi owns Gatorade. So there you go. Uh and Nicole, can't imagine how many electrolytes Dylan's been getting over the streak. Definitely. And I know Gregory, your super chat came in a little late. Uh, just so you know, Gregory, I did start talking about you and the Gatorade to kick off the post game. So you could go back and check that out if you missed it at the very beginning there. Um, Lindsay, look, I wore the Yoker jersey tonight, and all I'm saying is that the Kraken haven't lost a single game since I bought this thing. So I'm gonna hold off getting it changed 
for now. RJ, do you want to fill everybody in? Because Lindsay, you brought this up. We're, we're, you yeah. brought this up first. We'll talk about it. Uh, would you like to fill everybody in on that joke, RJ? Yeah, we, we could talk about it now. So, okay, Lindsay got an Oliver Bjorkstrand Winter Classic jersey, or so she thought. Uh, they swapped a couple of the letters. So it was B-J-O-K-R-S-T-R-A-N-D, the Joker strand. And so uh, we saw that after the, uh, the Winter Classic and having the little fan meet up and everything and so she showed that off and said you know of course gonna get it changed but i don't know the longer this win streak goes on it, it adds the less the it makes sense to, to change the, it right it adds to the legend of the bejoker <laughs> it does oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, good good for owning it Lindsay. good for good for just owning it that's awesome Oh, I love it. Love it. Um, Gary, you trail three times in a game and you win by three goals. We may not lose again. That is true. Like, I, I can't remember the last time I saw a team do that, RJ, right? Like, you trailed multiple times in this one. You had to find a way to claw yourself back. But you know what? The Kraken, like, it feels like if they could just survive that first period, keeping it close at all, then they're set. Right. As long as they just didn't go behind by too much and they responded every time, you know, you don't like to go and, and have a deficit again right afterward. But it showed, I think, again, this is one of those games where because of the opponent, you can get away with not playing your best game. But eventually just the talent difference just showed itself by the end of the game. It does. It does. And cracking captains here. Uh, wake up call is good with the next couple games on tap. And yeah, I think there is an element of that to this one, right? Because you came in this is by far and away the worst team from a standings perspective that you've had to deal with this this uh trip both the road trip and the winning streak and look they gave you problems right like it shows you that on any given night in the nhl something could happen or potentially every given morning with the next game something could happen and i do feel like this was something where i, I do think the kraken probably were going to need that at some point especially given how rough they'd started both of the last two games and had that continue into this one. I feel like this was one where, look, you're kind of lucky you were playing Columbus because if you start that bad and you play that bad, like kind of as long as they did in this one against a better team, really either Pittsburgh or the Rangers, I don't know that you can keep it close and get back into it later. Right. I mean, really any of the next four opponents with <laughs> Edmonton and Toronto coming up after that, yeah. you know, it's going to be difficult, but I, I think you really want to be hitting the film hard after this one and, and not necessarily in a, okay, you screwed this up. You screwed this up way. Just kind of getting that mindset back together, like, you know, tightening up mentally a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's one of those where you just, you have to, if you're the coaching staff, if you're te team player leadership, you got to be asking everybody, okay, what is it about our games recently? That's causing us to start like this, right? Like, why are we struggling this road trip? to get going, to come out fast, to come out strong. Because, I mean, this one, RJ, the puck was dropped, and it was like Columbus had five shots on goal instantly, right? Like, it was ugly to start this game. Yeah, it really was. I mean, again, like they looked in different leagues, just the speed that Columbus came out with. I I just like, have I ever seen a team this fast? But I think it was just the Kraken playing as slow as they were, certainly yeah. given how the game continued to go. They just weren't ready for puck drop tonight. And, I mean... Credit to them for not going down by too much, you know, before getting their legs. But you have to start better than that. You can't uh, you can't get away with that against other teams. 
Definitely, definitely. Um, craziest stat about this streak. Kraken still have fewer wins, 19, than losses, 23. Shows how big a hole they had to dig out of was, but somehow they are doing it. Yes, I mean, you know, look, it, it helps out that nine of those 23 losses were overtime losses, so you're at least getting, you know, a point out of them for the standings. Um, that certainly helps you out, but it was. Like, I, I went back, RJ, and um, I believe it was Gino Miaukin after the conversation we had last time on post game here about um, who was first star of the game and how often it had been Joey Decord at that point, it was five times in a row. I'm guessing he didn't get it tonight. Uh, just taking a wild guess there. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, Gino Miaukin had put together this, this great um, chart over on discord with all the wins and losses and everything. And then who the first stars were and it was color corded so that you know the the losses were red and then the wins were green and boy when you go back to the beginning of the season it was like you know four reds a green a couple more reds a green some more reds a green a whole lot of red a green you know what i mean like it was it wasn't even just the eight game losing streak right it was a they had a lot of losses piling up just right from the beginning of the season yeah, I mean, it was a really deep hole and it was something we kind of knew at that time, too, where we, you know, we didn't want to necessarily be all like kind of doomsaying about it because, you know, we knew it wasn't over for them. But still, I mean, you know, if, if you tell the Kraken after that eight game losing streak at the end of that, you know, you could win nine games in a row. You could just go rattle off nine straight wins and you're still not going to be in a playoff spot by points percentage, which they're actually not right now, yeah, no. which is kind of crazy. You know, they're doing the work to pull their way back. But I mean, there's a lot that had to go right uh, once they were at that point. Definitely. I mean, it, it was tough. But uh, people like Justin, Lindsay in here letting us know Kings lost tonight. We're only one point behind them for third in the Pacific. It's within our grasp, according to Lindsay, RJ. I mean, look, the Kings have some game in hand. Uh, Edmonton's got some games in hand, right? Like they're going to have something to say about all this. But the Kraken, they are they're back there. They are tied with both teams that are in wild card spots. RJ, you are down to a net neutral as far as your goal differential. Oh my gosh, I didn't think I'd see that this fast. <laughs> RJ, right? Like that's been another aspect of this um, winning streak that they've been able to do is is erase that issue that they had. I mean, they are they are certainly putting themselves in a good spot, even if it maybe isn't going to necessarily end up being third in the Pacific. Yeah, and again, it just matters if you get in the top eight that's all you need to do is just get in the playoffs. seating means nothing and they're certainly in the conversation there you keep playing like this just game in game out well maybe not necessarily like tonight but you know the last nine games as a whole you're gonna be just fine yeah definitely um jake here bringing up something uh if maddie's down a couple games do we bring up shane Right. And I think this does become an interesting question, right? Like I see everybody else talking about Berkey and losing him and the, the fact that he's been hurt so much this year. We know what the plan is if Berkey's going to be out for a little while, right? Because we've seen that a lot this year. We haven't seen too many injuries down the middle, though, right? Like Belmar went out, but you had guys that you could fill in there. You had Shore fill in there if you needed him, right? You We've seen Ty Cartier, Jared McCann play down the middle if you need him. But we haven't seen somebody in the top nine, right? One of your th big three centers go down yet this year rj do you think with with one of them going down that it would just be shore as next man up or do you think they'd want to bring in somebody with maybe a little bit more upside in a shane right i think shore would be next man up into the lineup and i mean look you who's your fourth line center right now going into this game it's jared mccann it's someone yeah. you can easily slide up the lineup so i don't think you really have a need for shane right right now as long as Beniers is the only center out 
Let him continue to cook in Coachella Valley. Let him keep doing his thing. Maybe later this season, if you feel like you need a boost or, you know, it seems ready, but I wouldn't rush it. Certainly yeah, not because of injuries. Definitely. Definitely. Can I, uh, can I read a comment here? Yes. Yes. Go for it. So this one I see from Julia down a little bit further in chat, just leaving nationwide arena. So glad to see Dunn drop his gloves and take care of biz for Maddie. And then also saying great win and tons of Kraken in attendance. So I'm, I'm guessing there's a, you know, fair amount of uh, Kraken fans there. So thank you for uh, tuning in Julia from like just leaving the arena. Hope you yeah. had a good time with the game. Uh, definitely. I mean, I got to imagine if you're supporting the Kraken, you had a good time at this one. I know the root broadcast showed a little little boy not having such a good time at this game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The Columbus fan, which is understandable. Um, but yeah, hope hope you had a good time at this game. I mean, we know a couple people in Columbus that, that support the Kraken. And yeah, I got to imagine everybody who was there at this one enjoyed this one. I mean, look, you get the Dundertaker fight RJ, get the Cartier party, right? It's like you get it all in this one. Yes, yeah, so much drama going on to be in the building too, especially for the Dun the Dundertaker moment. That uh, been I've been in the building for a few Dundertaker moments. They are all special. This one though, like really coming in to the defense of Maddie after that big hit, you know, like that one that that's got to be such an electric moment just to be around and experience. Like that's got to be really really cool for sure. Yeah. Uh, got a super chat here from Brian. We've played the tenth toughest schedule to this point in the season. The rest of the way we have the third easiest schedule. Love it. Thanks ECH. You're of course very welcome, Brian. Love these East Coast games. You get to join us for them a little bit more regularly. Um, yeah, I mean that is true, right? Like the schedule has been brutal up until now. Get lots of easier games down the stretch, RJ. That's going to help them as they try to overcome that rough start to the season that they had. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up, Brian, because I, I noticed that the other day, that graphic from Dom Lecision with The Athletic. And yeah, the Kraken have had the tough 10th toughest schedule so far, third easiest going forward. I mean, that's going to bode really well for them uh, going forward. And we've said it all season, right? Especially during the losing streaks and everything, like the schedule lighten up, the schedule will get easier, like maybe not right away, but in 2024, things are going to get better. And it certainly seems like that's the case. And I mean, tonight, that could be a perfect example, right? This is one where the schedule, having an opponent that's maybe as bad as Columbus helps you get two points you wouldn't have otherwise had. Exactly. Oh, I definitely like put stock in something like that. I do, I really do. Um, here's one from Coop. I really wish Maddie and other guys would like be ready for those hits, even though they shouldn't happen. Like he shouldn't get hit like that, but he just assumes that guy's gonna stop. You've always got to protect yourself. Now, this is an interesting one, RJ, because I, I, I get where Coop's coming from on this one, right? Like Maddie holds on to that puck. He's he's kind of button hooking. He's waiting for guys to go into the zone. He's looking for a play to make. I understand that. You are close to the board. You've got somebody barreling down on you. It's still tough, right? Because it's still a hit that you don't want to see somebody make because of how dangerous it can be, as we saw, and how and how brutal it can be. But also at the same time, I I do think there maybe is a little something to that of like you can move the puck or you can protect, put yourself in a better spot to absorb that hit. Even I, I think if you're Maddie, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you, I, and I, I do think there is an element of responsibility there. And again, you know, I, I think it goes both ways, right? I don't think Cylinder should follow through on that hit in that spot. But also looking at it, because I was just pulling up the replay here to make sure I was seeing it right. Maddie does check over his shoulder. He sees yeah, he the Cylinder's there. there and that he's coming. He knows he's there. And he, when you know a guy is there, I know you want to make the play with the puck, but you have to do a little bit better job bracing yourself for it. Right, because he waits to get rid of it till the last second. 
right? Like mm -hmm. Maddie basically still has that puck. Like when the hits there, like it's definitely. I mean, you can like, still could, do that. Like there's there's yeah. ways to still do that and know the guy's yeah. coming and maybe even give him a little pop yourself because you know he's coming. Right. You know, a little reverse hit. That's one where I'd love to see one of the veteran players on the crack and maybe it's a Yanni Gord or someone like that kind of take Maddie aside and practice or whatever, and just kind of show him, okay, look on, on one like that where a guy's coming in at you, you know, and you see him, here's how you go. Give it right back to him. Right. Exactly. Cause you have opportunity there to get low and use his own momentum against him. Right. I mean, Oh boy, back in the day, RJ, are you kidding that? He could have gone down for like a hip check, sent him into his own bench there. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you could have done some real damage to Sillinger. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that is something that um, Maddie could learn a little bit in this situation. I don't think um, Coop's that far off there at all. Um, let's see. Okay. So now we're winning with Joey posting an eight, eight, nine save percentage. Tell Grubauer he can come back. Now we got this from Brian. <laughs> 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 yeah yep uh that casual guy fourth in the pacific are we still in the hunt for playoffs here definitely oh my gosh yes we are oh, yeah. right in the thick of the hunt spot. yeah definitely definitely hey dylan one more thing on grubauer though do you think it's kind of odd that we haven't seen him again i we haven't been on the road and seeing what the practices look like but it seems like he's kind of i haven't heard anything about him ramping it up at practice or, or getting ready again it seems like and a return seemed imminent right uh, before the, yeah, winter, the winter classic, classic. he yeah. just couldn't make it and now i wonder about that timeline like if they were at home i would be asking hackstall about that just like hey any update on the group hour timeline like when are we thinking of seeing him because it does seem a little odd to me it is really odd because yes the word around the winter classic was he tried really hard and he got close to being able to play in that game and he just wasn't able to but we're now you know 13 days we're almost two weeks away from that you would assume then that he would have been back by now. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I don't know what that means really, other than if he was close to coming back for just that game, maybe, right? <laughs> like they were going to really push it for the winter classic and, and then, you know, give him a break afterwards. I know some of that has to just be because Joey Decord's playing really well. You know, Drigger looked good in his one spot start, but if he's really been supporting Joey and they've been like a thing, maybe you don't want to rock that boat too much. But I, I still got to think if he was ready to go, they would have made a move by now. Yeah, I, I would think so. I don't know. It'll be interesting to kind of see where that goes. I mean, those injuries with goalies are always super dicey. Yes. Uh, Team Spindles, Dumoulin's goal was so pretty. Thoughts on his first half? I would assume you mean the first half of the season. I mean, we are. We did say last time that we would do player grades, midseason grades for the next podcast. I was going to talk to you about this, RJ, because grades are kind of hard for multiple reasons that I'll lay out on the podcast. I think we could do a report card without having to do grades, right? Like things we've been impressed by and things they can work on, right? Like an area they've been doing really well, area they need improvement. What do you think for each What, player? compliment sandwich for each player? Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. <laughs> okay, okay, maybe we could problem, do something right? like that. With, with grades, too many of them, especially as they're in the middle of a nine-game win streak, too many of them are, always feel like they're the same. Like we always give a yeah. bunch of players like the same grade and I hate doing that. Um, and if you give like one player out of a certain group, a really bad grade, well then it's like, you got to worry about him hearing about it, walking into the locker room and dealing with that potentially. <laughs> and so I feel like if we just take everybody individually and we say like, they've been really good at this, this is the area that I'd love to see them improve the second half. Like, I feel like then you're still doing a report card type thing, but it's not quite the same as like when we just kind of give everybody like B pluses cause they can still be better here, but they've done so good good so far yeah no i i think you can kind of get lost in the in the letter grade and you know yeah i think that's that's probably a better system i trust you on these sorts of things 
I don't know. I mean, if, if everybody really hates that idea, we'll do everyone. Yeah. Else, weigh I, in. I mean, this week we've got a chat here, right? Yes. Pro yes. Rebecca saying progress report. <laughs> yeah. Like it is, it's kind of more like that. Like, I think that's the way to go about it. I just think as somebody, especially as like a mid season it, thing, end of season yeah. grades, then I feel more comfortable giving like a, a judgment. I could put a letter to it for end of season yes. for a whole season Agreed. body of work. I have no problem doing that. Yeah. Cause it, every year when we do the mid seasons, it's always kind of like, it feels like an incomplete grade. Cause they've still got half of them. We give out several incompletes. We really do. Yeah. I mean, Grubauer would probably be chief among them at this point. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Edward with the super chat here. Kraken playing like the Beatles with win number nine, number nine. Um, <laughs> am, I, am I missing the reference there? Is it a, is it a Beatles reference? Is there some kind oh, of song? Oh, 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 yes, 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 yes. Okay, thank you, thank you. That was so I just read it poorly. That's on me. Sorry, Edward. <laughs> I'll own that one. I'll own that one. That's good. Um, Let's see. I generally hate the old heads in hockey complaining about young guys and hits, etc. But they're definitely a trend of guys just totally not expecting to get hit and putting themselves in terrible spots. Just Coop rounding out that thought there. I agree with that yeah. one. Uh, Going to be doing a jump here down um, the chats. Lots of lots of happy birthdays there uh, for for Lindsay. Love to see that. Um, Seems like Sean see. and Olivia on board with the uh, you know performance the, evaluation okay, rather than cool. great. Cool, cool, cool. Um, let's see. Even with this win, the Oilers just won in overtime, so we're still out of a wild card spot. No. Yes, they, they've got to always be one better than us, RJ, with their 10-game win streak. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm Well, hey, the Kraken will have something to say about that potentially in, in a few games. Yeah, that's true. Oh, and reminder, everybody, you can join us over on Patreon because that is our live game commentary. Oh, it's going to be such a good game. 18th. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait for that one, RJ. It's going to be so good. Oh, and Imagine be able to watch dueling double digit hit, uh, win streaks going into that one. Can you imagine? That's what I wanted. Like, I want that. I think that'll just be so much, so much fun. Um, Stratic, my family members are asking if Fuji has appeared yet. Uh, Fuji has not appeared yet tonight. He is uh, outside the room somewhere. I imagine playing. He's had so much energy this week. Maybe we could uh, arrange to bring him in here. It'd be fun to get Fuji after a win. But uh, no, not yet. Yep. And then um, for also from Stratic, what was your favorite goal? Now, there was a lot of them to choose from in this one, RJ. Seven of them. This one's tough. I, you know what? I'll go. I'll go first. If you, if you, unless yeah, you yeah. Give right. me a sec. Give me a sec. Okay. I'll, I'll give you a sec. I'm going to go with the Oliver Bjorkstrand one just because that power play, they were in the zone, the entire power play struggling to get it in. And on the seventh shot, Bjorky just takes it. He walks in. He finally took advantage of the fact that the Columbus PK unit had been out there the entire time, right? Like it's second period. So it's long change. They were not able to get anybody changed because it was in the zone the entire time. And I was screaming at the TV. You could ask Afra. She'll back me up on this. I was screaming at the TV, like walk it in, like take advantage of the fact that you've got these gas PKers who can't move and the Kraken weren't doing a lot of player movement. And so I was really frustrated by that. And then Bjorkstrand gets the puck on his stick. He makes a move around the guy. He walks in, picks the corner, gets the goal. That's good hockey. That That is great. And it's a good choice. I love the puck movement there. I'm going to take it all the way back to the Kraken's first goal in this game. Because um, I, I love that one. The aerial flip from Adam Larson to hit Jordan Eberle in stride. I mean, that's so hard to do just right. And that goal yeah. also kind of stopped the bleeding, at least temporarily. I mean, the Kraken had a 
really bad start to this one to at least get on the scoreboard and make it one nothing so you don't go down multiple goals was huge and then also to kind of confirm the the tv narrative that they were going with right i did get to watch a little bit of the pregame show today and one of the things that allison lucan was talking about before the game she was asking the players about it and then before on the um the pregame show she was talking about it stretch passes you know, stretching the ice with those long passes. And then to see that early in the game, I mean, that's what you love as a TV crew, right? With yes. all the stuff you've just been talking about comes to fruition there with that first goal. So I, I liked it from multiple angles there. Yeah, no, that is, that is good stuff. I, I like that. And you know, I mean, I'm always fine with the big cat stretch pass. Like I'll be okay. The reason <laughs> I didn't choose it is because I just expect that from him. Uh, <laughs> <here we go. laughs> Uh, and then also there was um, from Christian, I miss Gordo pulling his helmet out of his jersey. Got to clip it, RJ. I did. I did clip it. It's on, on the Twitter. It's on the Instagram. Go check it out. The video is yep. up there. Also, uh, Sam pointing out that with the Bjorkstrand goal, uh, it's the first one against his former team. Oh, that's true. I, I forgot about that. It was a revenge yeah. goal on top of it all. I mean, that just adds to it. So, yeah, I, I tell you, that was a good goal. Um, Canner got the first star of the game. Bjorkstrand ended up third star as well. Thanks, Zoe, uh, for that. And then Clayton Vegas is wearing their Winter Classic jerseys tonight. Didn't work out great for them the first time. I love that they're wearing, both teams are wearing the Winter Classic jerseys, RJ. Like, well, at least I love it from the Kraken standpoint because their jerseys are actually good and they look good and they're not like, you know, hard to look at like the Vegas ones. But I, I really like that they decided to do that the rest of the year, like throw them in for a couple more games. Yeah, I think that's good they do that. I think we've seen teams do that in the past too. It's, uh, you know, it's nice to be able to get to showcase those jerseys in a game where, you know, maybe the fans, certainly for Vegas, I don't know if they're, are they, are they are they on the road? Are they, are they at home? They're at home tonight. Yeah, we're the home fans. You know, if you didn't travel out to Seattle where you can see those jerseys, I mean, as ugly as they are. But in theory, right, it's it's a good idea. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, Christian, love how Ron Francis made the trade for Tatar to show the belief he has in the boys despite the terrible start to the season. I mean, that is true, right? Like, given their record at the time that you make that trade, like, that is the front office really kind of saying, Hey, look, I think you guys got this. Like I'm adding to this group as though it's at the deadline and we're like one of the teams going for it. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And often in that situation, look, we were talking about what trade the Kraken could make because we we're saying, okay, either you get rid of the coach or you make a trade. You have to do something like yeah. that. And in those situations, I know we were certainly leaning toward most teams would trade away somebody. Yes. You know, they would get rid of somebody, kind of send a message there and see if the remaining group could kind of pick things up. Ron Francis goes the other direction. He gets him some help. And I mean, man, Tatar has been huge, that acquisition. And and for a fifth round pick still, I, I mean, know. giving up barely yeah. nothing. That's identifying the right player for the right price. Yeah, I, it's almost like Ron Francis knows a little bit more about hockey than you and I, RJ. I'd say not, so. a, not a ton of people I'd feel super confident saying that about, but I'll go ahead and give that to Ron Francis. I'll bestow oh, yeah. that honor upon him. He can take that and, you know, clear. I'll be, I'll give you a plaque, Ron, if you want. And you can, you can clear out some space on the trophy shelf for it. Uh, Dylan said, <laughs> I knew more about hockey than he does. Comfortably. So. I comfortably said that. And I'd put that in quotes too. Comfortably. Uh, Lindsay Dunn deserves the Davy Jones hat for standing up for Maddie. Full stop. I 1000% agree. Yeah, I mean, that's what the Davy Jones hat is all about, right? You know, when you stand up for a teammate, I think back to last season when Maddie Beneers came in and stood up for Justin Schultz after yeah. he got boarded and they gave him the Davy Jones hat. And Yanni, I think, was the one giving it to him. And he said, you know, he scored a goal. That's great. But what really matters is that he stood up for his teammate. That's what this is all about. Maddie gave him the hat, you know, so I think going back the other way, it should uh, should certainly go to Vince Dunn. 
I believe Ty Cartier got it earlier this year for doing the same thing as well. So yeah, yeah I, I, I'm with you, Lindsay. I think that's the way it's got to go. Um, let's see. Uh, Maddie, uh, Maddie pointing out Bjorki and Tolvi with great reverse hits in these games. Uh, yeah, that's true. As we were talking about that, um, from, from Maddie's standpoint here. Um, let's see. Daniel had a great time in San Diego. It was so fun to see the Firebirds, even though they lost. Unfortunately, I got COVID on the way home. Oh no. I hope oh, you no. feel better, Daniel. <laughs> hope it's not so too bad or anything. And sorry, you saw a rare loss for the Firebirds down in San Diego, but I still hope you had a fun time there. I still, RJ, I've been talking for years. I got to get down to San Diego to watch a game. I've always wanted to go to a, a goals game. I know you'd love it too. And I know you've been a fan of the goals even before the crack and the firebirds existed. I know you've wanted to get down there and see the firebirds down there too, for a road game. I know road games are always kind of fun in a different way, right? Yeah. You haven't seen the firebirds for a road game. Have you? Nope. Only ever there in Coachella Valley. That'd be pretty great. It would be a lot of fun. Uh, also uh, Zoe good. pointing out for the Xavier Jones hat. Larson is the one to hand out the hat too. Cause he's got it. He's got to give it to Dunner. That's that's as much you know, of a slam dunk as you can get. I would assume so, yes. I mean, the only thing he could be worried about is if everybody was then going to point the finger at him and say he's favoritism, right? Like, that that would be the only concern. Just pull up a video of the fight. That's all that's you need. That's all you have to do. Yeah, I feel like this would this would be the one to do it. I think If you claim fine. favoritism, the Dundertaker will come get you. <laughs> you know, yes. That's all yes. you need to say. Definitely, definitely. Um, Hockey Fork, think it would be more um, emotionally responsible to be chasing the Preds for a wild card spot. Not like the Oilers aren't going into the top three in the Pacific. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like you're chasing one of the Kings, Vegas, or Edmonton for that one spot. And then really, you're just chasing Nashville for another one. And I, I get you. Like, it, it's, it's certainly the more reasonable one to be chasing. I feel like is yeah, realistic for sure. I, I just, it's going to be really hard to climb to these top three in the Pacific. Yeah. Uh, unless you're, unless you're somebody who wants to aim high, in which case Vancouver, it's still technically doable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is, but also again, I might rather be a wild card team and face Vancouver in the first round rather than get one of well, Vegas, yes. LA or Edmonton. I would, I would. Seating personally. means nothing, Dylan. It doesn't. I'm with you. I totally agree on this. Yeah. Uh, I think all 32 teams should just make the playoffs. Why not? Just go for it. Maximize profit, NHL. You know you want to. You know you want to. Go for I'm it. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> Look, either that or just play a 100-game regular season and give it to whoever has the most points at the end because that would be the largest sample size and that makes the most sense. But I'm not trying to start anything here. By Haren, the discussion is an interesting, it's interesting part, not the grades, although we did talk about the prospect rankings being motivational for certain players. That is true. Well, that prospect chat that I did, that did end up help, you know, get some people going uh, <laughs> there. Um, <laughs> John, I think the NHL would love that story if we got both teams, Edmonton and the Kraken together undefeated. But of course, they would favor the Oilers. Well, yes, they would definitely favor the Oilers. No doubt about that. But I'm fine being the underdogs. Like, who doesn't want to be the underdog? Yeah, totally. In a game like this where I hopefully a lot of the league's eyes would be on it. What is it? Six o'clock start time. Maybe it's a little late for the East yeah. Coasters, but that's one you'd really hope that people stayed up to watch. I think they would. I, they wouldn't Canada anyway. I'll give them yeah. that. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Larson Everly goal was their tribute to the Huskies with the deep ball from deep ears. That's true. Yep. Next right there. Yep, that was that's it. That's it. Um, yes, and, and Lindsay pointed out the Kraken are wearing the winter classic jerseys on um February 24th and March 24th, uh, to stick with the good 24-year vibes. I didn't even put that together that that's what they were doing. That's so cool. 
Yeah, that is. I didn't think about that at the time, but yeah, Year of the Kraken, 2024. That is fantastic. Um, Joey, not not Joey Decord. Talking about a different okay. Joey here in chat. What team is Victor Rask on? Uh, I think we had absurdly sane answer this here in chat. He's with uh, Rapperswil Yona in the Swiss League right now. Yep, yep. But you know what? If if there if there was to be a second center injury, RJ, I think we bring him back, don't you? Sure. Why why not? Just to see your reaction. I didn't get to talk to him, okay? I was there for a goal. Everything was set up perfectly. They they bring him in as one of the two people we get to talk to. Like, what are the odds of that? You're one, right? And I go to ask my question. I got sniped. I got completely sniped. So I still didn't ever get to talk to Victor Rask. Got to make it happen. Ron, I gave you props. I said you're smarter than me. Do me this solid. See, Dylan never, he always has an ulterior motive. Any kind of compliment, anything like that. Just, just know. <laughs> I try not he to. Wants from you. I try not to. I don't know what it is at the time, but I always find a way to call in that favor regardless. <laughs> just like this. So right. Oh, man. Oh, that's, that's so crazy. Um, Lindsay, maybe we should leave in Schultz for the Penguins' revenge game, then get a fresh Riker in for the Rangers. That is an interesting approach. You could do that. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind that. Like, look, he, Schultz wasn't terrible. I just saw some some negative moments in this one where I'm like, you know, maybe give someone else a try. I mean, the one where he really got walked by whoever that was. Who was that? The, and then they had the centering pass. Joey made a fantastic save on it. But like just the angle he took, he just looked slow. Yeah. See, I was going to say I would you could you could point out everybody on the D for this game and sit and point to probably there was a multiple moment plays. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, that that they struggled. So I, I'm kind of willing to chalk this one up to just the group had a rough game rather than it just being on one or two individuals. Um, Daniel pointing out hard to believe the season's already half over. Weren't the Kraken in first place about this time last year. One of the top teams in the Pacific could start slipping. I mean, look, we're, we're seeing that from the Kings and from Vegas. So it is definitely certainly possible. Yeah. I mean, anything can happen. Certainly. I mean, we're seeing it, you know, Vegas is starting to slip. Jack Eichel's going to be out a while. You know, you, you never know. Certainly with injuries too. Yep. And Viren pointing out if Dunn got the Davy Jones hat, he would be the first person this year to get it twice. This Love season, that. not this year. I well, yeah, no, I know. Clarify, but again, Viren yeah. just keeping track of the Davy Jones hat. If we ever have any questions about who it's gone to, where the history, anything, we know Viren's right there for that. Yep. Yep. Um, Habak, we're all time three and one against the Penguins. Is this a trap game? I. It, no, it look, shouldn't be. Certainly it, not look, after a game tonight like tonight. Tonight was the trap game. Tonight yeah. was the trap game, and you almost fell for it, right? Like you stepped on the trigger, and then you were able to find your way out of it, right? At movie hero style. That's what you did tonight. Like the next game is then, well, I guess maybe that turns into the next one, right? Like you get out of the one thing, and you think you're in the clear, and then boom, second trap. I you should. <laughs> That would be smart by whoever's laying the trap, but I don't, I don't think that's how it works. Um, again, it shouldn't be because this should have been the warning sign for you. You know, if you're handling things the right way mentally, as it looks like the Kraken are, you don't win nine games in a row. You know, if, if you're not, uh, then the next game shouldn't be a problem for you, at least as far as your mindset. Definitely. Uh, Nicole JT's go dogs on the broadcast today. Lol. That was fantastic. After yes. they put up all the guys who went to Michigan, JT with the Go Dogs, that was perfect. 
<laughs> yeah, it was much, awesome. Much better than the other college shout out that they was on this broadcast. Just saying. Yep. Well, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't need to mention who said what, but uh, if you <laughs> if you were listening, that one was not as fun. <laughs> uh apparently every so apparently um let's see nicole preds just scored the most whack goal to take the lead with 7.1 seconds left because of course rj yeah it just cannot catch a break win nine games in a row and you just barely make up any ground this league yep i i, I, I do wonder what the what the wackiness was on that one i know i'm trying to look it up right now yeah, and Aaron pointing out all these teams are on the crack of winning tonight. Blues tied, though. All right, so there's that one. Uh, Daniel, let me know. In San Diego, you can sit wherever you want. Just buy the cheapest tickets. <laughs> I love I love arenas like that. You, you buy the nosebleeds, you just move on down because who cares? Yeah, not uh, a bad seat in the house. And that, that is good stuff there for sure. And then Jen, they're doing it for my birthday game regarding the Winter Classic jerseys. Oh, okay, sweet. Well, have to let us know for that one, yeah. Jen. Um, yeah, no, good, good stuff there. Um, I mean, we'll do a quick last call here for for everybody. I know we've we've talked about a lot. There was there was some stuff to talk about with this game. A lot of it's just still enjoying this role that the Kraken have been on. Um, it's just it it doesn't seem to be ending. None of us want it to be ending. It's all all good stuff there. So we'll do a quick last call, RJ. I know we've already kind of talked about some stuff for the the upcoming couple games. I mean, really, without knowing the health of Berkey and Maddie, it's hard to get too much into it. We talked about the goaltending situation. I mean, yeah, there's there's not too much to preview ahead other than just look, find a way to not do what you did tonight. Start the game, maybe. Like, it's the second half of the road trip, right? You did the three games. Now go do these three games. Start the games early and still finish strong. Find a way to do that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be a big indicator is, is starting on time, especially with the the early start time against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Like, I know the Kraken are not used to that 10 a.m. start. Um, and, and that's what on the, yeah, t- 10 a.m. So it's 1 p.m. Yep. on the East Coast. Like, still, you know, they're used to, that's morning skate time. You know, it's kind yeah. of puts them out of their rhythm. And, and um, it's going to be kind of a double challenge there. But I think that's going to be an indicator of whether their mindset is in the right place. I think the first 10 minutes or so are going to tell you a whole lot uh, about what the Kraken have done over the last couple of uh, days. Yep, definitely absurdly saying I'd like to point out that I absolutely called the next goal is go ahead and never look back goal. Awesome. Good for you there. Absurdly saying it did have that feel to it. I I, it did. I was saying something similar, um, but that is still a good, good call for it seems sure. Games like that when you have a team that just comes back, tie it, tie it, tie it. Is if they can just take the lead. It feels like they never look back most of the time. Also, I watched that wacky uh, Preds goal to take the lead. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it hits a player in front and just kind of pops up in the air and drops into the net. Um, also, uh, assisting on that goal, Jeremy Lozon with the primary assist. Of course, of course he would be. Why wouldn't he on a goal like that? Uh, Sam, speaking of college football, I wonder how split Fantilli must be being a Michigan alum despite playing in the heart of Ohio. Yeah, I'm sure that's a lot of fun for him. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, I'm sure he sticks with the the Michigan side of things. I, I know Maddie Beneers certainly did around uh, yeah. National Championship Week. Yeah, I I think you have to in those situations. It's um, around Zoe, the water, you know, can't blame a guy. Yep, Zoe, uh, how about that All Star fan vote? Basically, just Vancouver and Toronto. Yes, and then I know somebody else had pointed out earlier to, about the All Star game jerseys, RJ, and we'll get into this fully on the Red Glare podcast. But for now, you, your immediate reactions to one or both of those. Uh, as far as the uh, the Vancouver and Toronto thing, like I'm I'm not 
surprised at all. I knew this was going to happen. This is what a couple post games ago. I tried to level with all of you and say, Look, yeah, you did. There is no chance that Dunn or Decor is going to make the all-star game. You cannot outvote Toronto and Vancouver. Turns out nobody could <laughs> not just Kraken fans. Nobody could. And you know what? I think that's a good thing. If I'm a Canucks fan, I, I wouldn't want that. I don't want all my guys traveling to Toronto and going to play in this all-star game. Like, I, I think it's a better, it's a better result for the Kraken, honestly. Yeah, I made my thoughts known on Twitter when those jerseys were revealed. Because uh, at first I was like, look, these graphics with just all all Maple Leafs and Canucks on them are ridiculous. And then those jerseys, RJ, those hideous, horrible jerseys. And I'm sorry if you like them, but you shouldn't uh, out there. If anybody likes them, you shouldn't like these jerseys. They're bad. And uh, it's uh, it's they're they're bad. And so I said, look, on second thought, you know what? let those two fan bases have to spend the ridiculous amount of money that they're going to want to buy those jerseys because they are terrible. Yep. I mean, Hey, designed in collaboration with Justin Bieber. What do you expect? That's all you need to know. Why do they wrap her like around? Like the fact that like with the arms straight down, you can't see the full crest. Like that's insane. It's so big. It's so big. Ah. And they're just like weird primary. They look like a team of the wiggles. That's what they look like. It's the, all the Wiggles colors. Like Save it for the Red the Wiggles. Dylan. I know. I'm sorry. I'm on a roll. Um, Aaron, a bit annoyed that they aren't wearing the Winter Classic sweaters for a red line package game. That is annoying. Oh, that's a real bummer, actually. Yeah, those I'm are both blue line games. That. Yeah, uh, I, I get that you're going for with those two with the with the games like that with the with the number and everything, but still should have thrown both package ticket packages. Uh, uh, given them a Winter Classic game, uh, I yep. believe that um such a downgrade from last season they look like power rangers in my opinion from brooke very similar same thing right you just go with basic primary colors like that's just what you're doing um <laughs> bad all-star jerseys okay i gotta see this from edward yeah no they're 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 rough and then i think we could we could probably finish on this one rj from habak lauzon still terrorizing our playoff chances a man of culture <laughs> he knows what he's all about you know what <laughs> There's one thing Jeremy Lazan's good at, and that's sinking the Kraken's chances of the playoffs. <laughs> Wherever he was is. never an issue. I'll just say that much. <laughs> it's perfect. 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 Oh, good stuff there. Uh, thank you everybody for, for joining us for this one. Uh, thanks to the Kraken for continuing to win and make these post games. Lots of fun. Appreciate them. Don't, I don't think we thank them enough. Actually, RJ on these post game lives. Thank the Kraken for the good results. Of course, got to thank Flatstick pub for sponsoring this one. Um, I know we have that kind of the closer collaboration with the, uh, the South Lake union location, but I did want to throw this out there. Cause I learned this the other day um, that pioneer square location Holes two through eight, RJ, um, yeah. of the mini golf course spell out Seattle. The mini golf holes oh, are the cool. letters of Seattle. And I think that's really fun. And I, that's something I'd like to try uh, one trip up there when I'm not so busy around the Winter Classic and stuff. So I want to throw that out there for everybody. Um, and then, of course, give a huge, huge thank you to everybody who gave uh, Super Chats earlier on in this. Uh, we really, really appreciate that. That means a lot to us. It really does. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just think the <laughs> spelling out Seattle, that's that's a fun bit of trivia, right? and, which is actually trivia, by the way. Yes, that is actually guessing trivia. something in the future. Not just guessing Sorry, not the to future. throw shade anywhere, but uh, it's actually <laughs> trivia. That is true. That is true. All right, everybody. We'll see you all uh, next time.